Welcome to Lattes and Lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. We are, I was going to say happy to be here, but like (laughs) we're both sort of, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm under a blankie and Jill's got her hood mostly on. (laughs) I honestly look like I've really been through it today. I promise I'm fine for the (laughs) for the YouTube viewers that are like, is Jill okay? Yeah, I'm fine. We're just having a day over here. I feel like we're just, we're, we're not quite thriving. We're just like, we're surviving. Not barely. We're there. We're just, we okay. And sometimes that's fine. Like I had this conversation with a friend over the weekend and I just like caught a vibe and I looked at her. I was like, are you okay? And she went to answer me. I was like, you're allowed to say no. And she was like, Mm -hmm. no. And I was like, that's okay. Like you're allowed to just be like, you know what? Not the day, (laughs) but that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like Um, And we're going to get into this a little bit more, but I feel like more and more people are getting okay with being like, it's not my day today. And being like, and just being like, I'm not okay, but like, I will be like, I think that's an important like sentence too of like, yeah, I'm not really that okay, but like, I will be. So it's Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. I think it happens a lot. Um. I think people are often blindsided. People in particular I'm thinking of would be like new parents are blindsided with the different feelings that come up, whether that's hormone driven or you're like, why why is my dog annoying the crap out of me today? Sort of thing. Or, you know, why do I have like this rage? or you know anything really um there's like there's a lot of feelings that come up when you're a parent that you're like am i supposed to feel this way and yes i'm not supposed to but it's okay that you do yeah or like well what happened if i drop my baby down the stairs right now like weird things like that and if you don't think that's true man i got news for you yeah those intrusive thoughts really show up sometimes um but yeah we thought it was an appropriate day to kind of chat about mental health how we navigate it tools we use and just like a nice little reminder that it's okay to not be okay 24 7. yeah um starting on the positive because even on the bad days i promise you there's something good what is your win for the day the week whatever you know what it's not big but that's okay we celebrate all the wins my win is that i actually remembered that i needed to get our skate sharpened Mm -hmm. um because we you're it's going to be after christmas when this comes out but we got my kiddo skates for christmas and we're gonna hopefully do some family skating and i was like we gotta get our skate sharpened and i went to this like i just googled found one that was close by um ended up being a small business like really nice guy he had our skates done in like half an hour which gave me time to 
go put gas in my car and hit the car wash and then circle back, pick up the skates. He was super nice. He had a lovely golden retriever. It was just like a really pleasant experience. Um, And I was expecting to have to come and pick them up like the next day or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'll be ready in like half an hour. And I was like, dude, cool. Um, So it was just, I was telling Jill before, I kind of have a headache today. So I wasn't like feeling like doing anything, but um, it worked out. So um, yeah, maybe, maybe we're turning it around. You know what? We're here for turning the day around. It's never too late to turn it around. Win the day. A little. Um, What about you? My win is that I did sneak away for a few days, hung out in Canmore for three nights. um, And I actually put my work down, which if you're a business owner, it doesn't happen. Like I had a moment where I was like, I don't think I needed my laptop. I will always bring it with me because like, heaven forbid, something comes up, I need to do something and I can't. Um, It's very rare that my laptop doesn't come with me no matter what. But I had a moment, like I opened my laptop Monday and Tuesday, I replied to a couple clients, but looked at my work and was like, none of this needs to be done. And I was able to like close my laptop, put it away, continue on. My clients still heard from me. I still answered a couple questions, but I didn't feel the need to like sit there and work for hours. So it was nice to actually like put work down for a second. And it was cool because I was also spending time with a new friend. So that was nice to not be like, hey, I'm here to hang out and get to know you, but also here's my laptop in your face 24-7. Like, it was nice to put it down and spend time with a new friend. Yeah, and that is such a good feeling, being able to not, like, have that pressure to get work things done all the time. Like, I'm not talking about, like, replying to clients and stuff. We always end up having to do a little bit of that, Um, but just not having like any backend stuff or any admitting to really do where you can actually close your laptop for a few days. Um, I do also always bring mine just in case whether I open it or not is irrelevant. It's the fact that I could, if I had to. Well, and I think that's just like a safety net of like, Mm -hmm. if something comes up, we do need to be able to work wherever we are, but it was a nice feeling to open it and be like, oh, none of this is urgent. It can wait. And like, it'll make today, tomorrow, and Friday busier, but you also have to judge that payoff of like, I would have rather not done anything this weekend. And like, I went Saturday to Tuesday. So really I didn't work like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, which isn't crazy, Um, but it was nice to just be like, yeah, none of this is urgent. It can wait and just continue on. So um, that was a big win for me and not feeling like I had to work and not feeling guilty about not working is the other side of that too. Um, So that was cool. We're feeling a little bit stressed today, but such is life. Which is why we're talking about mental health and how to get through the meh days. Why don't, I don't know if this is putting you on the spot and you can be like, yeah, I'm not doing that, Jill. Um, But (laughs) 
do you have like a timeline or can you walk us through like your journey with mental health things? Do you have things that come up for you? I think I was pretty good until I had a baby. Fair. Um, and I probably like uh, in the past two years, I have never felt more anxious about things that I would have not felt anxious about before this year. Mm -hmm. um, and, and not enough to need um, any like medicinal support other than like some CBD every now and then or some GABA to help me sleep. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it's a, it's a funny thing, anxiety. You just never know what's going to be like the trigger. Mm -hmm. um, for example, things like um, when I do go to like work at the ski hill or something and it's just like, like what if my kid like um, doesn't want my husband at bedtime and there's nobody else to kind of play off with or like, you know what I mean? Like just weird things. Like no, like I fully trust my partner. He's a great dad and, you know, we are equal in this parenting thing, but man, sometimes like those little anxiety things come up or like, um, I'm trying to think of anything lately. I do have, I guess, probably more anxiety about like running the business and like, what if all my clients leave me and like, you know, all those kinds of normal things. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and it's that kind of, sometimes anxiety you just like you feel it in like your chest right and you're just like it's almost I want to describe it as like your chest and your brain are like vibrating mm -hmm. um, at a very high frequency and you're like how do I turn that off or like you look at like your stress score on your watch and it's like Phew. yeah yeah it's a very interesting thing usually I just try to like talk myself into a better state or just remind myself that like this isn't anything to worry about or I just like you know if I am out like at my other job I'll just be like hey how was like I'll just send my husband a text and be like hey how was bedtime mm -hmm. or like whatever just to have that like reassurance or you know what actually just telling my partner that this is how I'm feeling it's really helpful even though um it's hard for your partners to understand because they don't have the hormonal fluctuations that we do. They didn't have like this little, you didn't 3d, they didn't 3d print a little person. Um, that kind of thing. I think it's like impossible for them to be like first person understanding, but not talking about it is also like not the vibe either because if you just keep it in then those little vibrations just get out of control and well and then you feel like you're dealing with it alone also yeah like that and that can feel really heavy and i have that conversation with like friends yeah. or clients or whoever a lot of the time and i think part of the work we do too is holding space for people to share their things whether it's they think it's directly tied to health and fitness or not but carrying those things yourself is heavy and that feels gross in your body sometimes to be like this is a thing that i have to deal with by myself 24 7. yeah and i mean my partner will straight up say like i don't know why you're feeling anxious about this and i'll be like i don't know why i'm feeling anxious about this either but the truth is is like i do so 
Like say something reassuring or tell don't. me that's not going to happen or whatever. Yeah. I find it's really helpful in like those anxious moments to be like, Hey, what is my worst case scenario? And like for you, yeah. it's not all your clients tomorrow or like, see ya. And then, but then that helps to be like, and then what? I get new clients. And then you're like, Oh, yeah. Wait, that's not as scary and stressful as I thought it was going to be. So, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. Or um, one thing that I like to do, and this kind of comes from my like endurance sport days, is when you get to like a race, if you're having anxiety about the race, you can sort of play the scenario in your head of like worst case scenario. And then you can play the scenario in your head of like, best case scenario and you're like you know what it'll probably be somewhere in between and that's actually okay yep i think we gotta give our brains all the info we can sometimes and sometimes it is like hey what's worst case scenario and what if that happens and what's best case scenario and then what if that happens and then your brain has a little bit more information to go off yeah. of just like i don't know what's gonna happen stay tuned to find out um yeah i think a lot of moms deal with the mom guilt and the anxiety and the stress. Like you are responsible for a small life and that's not like an easy task. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes it's not even just like the, like you're responsible because you know that that's coming, but um, a lot of moms take on more of the responsibility than yeah. they thought that they would, you know, like, it's our bodies that change. It's our lives that usually change. We're the ones that have to give up sick days or we're the ones that take responsibility for doing like the research when it comes to like feeding, behaviors, illnesses, childcare. Like it's not just the deciding those things. It's the doing the research behind it. It's the you know, being like, okay, these are our options for this and then making a decision with your partner. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of partners who do a really good job of stuff like this. Like, actually, I was surprised the other day at mine because I was like, you know, we're going to have to do like some sort of a toddler bed situation, like a no crib situation at one point. And he actually said, oh, I've actually got the little bed rail bookmarked on my computer so that we can just order it. Um, the it. one that matches the crib. And I was like, oh, thank you for doing that because it's like one more thing yeah. that I would be like, where the heck did we buy this crib from? What is mm -hmm. the color again? And is this the one, right? Like, I was like, oh, thank goodness you were thinking about that because I was like, I don't remember where we got the crib from. We love that. We love checking it off the to-do. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I do not have children. I have a dog which is not a child, sorry to break the news to everyone. That doesn't um, alleviate you from being anxious about that person. Yeah, I that do, family. I am responsible for life. Um, but at the end of the day, she is a dog. <laughs> and some somebody's gonna be like, what do you mean, Joe? But like, she's a dog, she'll be okay most of the time. Anywho, I digress. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I've shared pieces of my story and me and my brain that we live with over here and Jess has been around for a lot of my brain and the way it's changed um I've said this before but Jess was around in probably my worst time with my brain would have been like when we met so um I feel like you've seen me figure out a lot in my life of like what I'm doing over here 
Um, I've always had an anxious brain. I am a, as the people in my life would word it, a recovering people pleaser. And I know many people are going to relate to that. Um, and it's learning to undo that. And that causes a lot of anxiety for me. It's learning to set boundaries and be like, actually, I don't have to do that just because someone else wants me to, or I don't have to say mm -hmm. yes to the thing just because someone asks, like letting go of that people pleasing. Cause I spend most of my life worrying about everyone else's feelings and just being like, I'll just deal with the consequences as long as they're happy. That's all that matters. <laughs> so um, we're creating a little bit of waves in the water these days in my life of probably making some people kind of mad, but such is life. Um, but anxiety has always been a thing for me. It used to be some heavy social anxiety, um, better with the social anxiety side of things. And I know we've talked about that in the gym and stuff like that before. Um, people aren't as scary to me as they used to be because I simply don't care as much as I used to. And I think a lot of social anxiety comes from thinking other people care more than they do. Mm -hmm. And once you can get to the point of being like, that's a stranger, I don't care. It makes it a lot easier um, to navigate things and understanding that people don't actually care about you as much as you think they're gonna, which is kind of a weird like backhanded way to say it but like no one's paying as much attention to you as you think they are probably ever um yeah now it's more navigating the like undoing the people pleasing and the consequences that come with that uh people in my life figuring out the boundaries i'm setting reacting to the boundaries i'm setting that's a big piece of my mental health these days but at the same time we got to do what works best for us. So, yeah. And I think it's an important to remember that boundaries are absolutely necessary. Yeah. Um, and when people react to the boundaries that you set, it has nothing to do with you. No. And I think and they were also more than happy to be crushing those boundaries before they were made yeah. aware of them. Usually a boundary has to come in place because someone has overstepped in some way, whatever mm -hmm. that boundary maybe and eventually your brain will pick up on that of like wait this doesn't work for me anymore i'm doing this for them not for me and i think it's hard to set boundaries because you get that frustration of like someone's really going to be mad at me because i expressed to them that i'm doing this thing for me and now they're mad about it um and that's always yeah. going to be hard, especially as a <laughs> recovering people pleaser every part of my brain wants to be like, well, undo the boundary you set so that they're happy. But like, that's not the point yeah. of setting a boundary. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good habit to get into setting boundaries early because if you ever have a child, you will set more boundaries than you ever have in your entire life regarding how you're raising them, caring for them, how yeah. much you share or don't share mm -hmm. on social media. I've had some interesting comments about our choices. We decided not to share our daughter's face on social media after like she was a year old because then they don't really look like just a generic baby anymore. They're people and with um, the internet is not a nice place to be and with me having a public facing profile where just anybody can follow me and with the capabilities of AI 
Um, to me, the risk is not worth it. Okay. It's also not my decision to make it. I am not, um, I don't ever want a teenager to be like, mom, why did you show that embarrassing thing about me? Or mm -hmm. it really hurt that you did that when I was little. And now I have trauma because of it. Um, yeah. And I think that's such a small thing, but creates such a big, like safe space for your yeah. kid too, to be like, oh, my mom's had my back from like day one. And I can't, I can't yeah. help but think when I see parents using their kids and that's what it is. If you're offended by that sorry. Um, but when parents choose to use their kids for social media attention, um, mm -hmm. if your kid is the main source of your social media, that's what you're doing. <laughs> and yeah. your kid probably didn't have a say in that you made that choice for them. Um, and I think that's a, a hard and, thing to undo. And I don't care. You can argue with me however long, but a child who is five, eight, 10, 12 even, does not understand the depths of the internet and yeah. how far things can go. And that's, so, yeah, you're not- Mom, post this video of me. They don't really understand um, what they're saying yes to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and the internet can't be, and, and don't think that everyone who follows you is a good person and is just watching it for good, wholesome content. Yeah, and I think yeah, there's lots of little things you can do as a parent to like help reinforce boundaries. And I also think it's important. Now we're on the boundaries conversation, but it's part of mental health. Um, is to have people that are going to back up your boundaries like even before we started recording because like i love you guys on the pod but i'm not airing all my things <laughs> on the podcast um so before we started recording i was telling jess more of the specifics and she was like well i'm not mad at you and like sometimes it's that simple of being like oh there is people that won't get mad when you set a boundary that will understand and respect your boundaries and be like cool if that's what you needed to do for you Great. And I think like, I was thinking about this actually the other day, um, uh, just because the holidays are upon us and a lot of people over the last couple of years have chosen to stop drinking entirely. Um, and uh, I was just like, I was thinking about a TikTok that I'd saw where somebody was like, yeah, people are like, they got mad at me because I said I was not drinking at all and I'm just sober and I'm just like, whatever. And it kind of sparked some thinking about just because there's also been a little bit of research that's come out lately about even just drinking in moderation. It's not even recommended to drink in moderation and that. Anyways, just without getting into the science of it, um, I just don't understand why it's anybody's business, first of all. But also, how can you be mad at somebody who just wants to take care of their health or um, is just like, you know what? I don't like the way that I feel the next day when I drink, even just one. Yeah. And so I've just decided that it's not worth it. And I mean, my answer would be, cool. okay, you didn't have to tell me any explanation, but like, good for you. Yeah. And alcohol, I get very fired up about this one because alcohol is the only drug we have to justify well, not using. Yeah, totally. If you were like, hey, I don't do heroin, someone wouldn't be like, why not? You should. Like, it's just like, we always have to have 
a reason. And I think the only appropriate response to, yeah, yeah no, I'm not drinking is cool. Can I get you something else? Yeah. That was the only response. But yeah. and I, I also feel like my, um, maybe the Jess of before would have had like an internal thought of like, well, that's weird. But um, the parent Jess in me, because people make so many different parenting choices and truly it is none of my business what choices you make for your child, as long as you're keeping them safe. Um, we'll say car seats excluded because that's not really something that I'm willing to um, let pass. But like, if you choose, you know, to feed your baby only purees, or if you like breastfed, formula fed, I don't actually, it does has no effect on me. Yeah. So for me to be like, okay, no, you don't have to justify any of your choices to me. Um, I do find it interesting when people get very turnt about people's parenting choices, like formula versus breastfeeding, or like you're only doing purees, or how are you doing like whole food, or you know, like the ones that you know, the outcome is not really there's nothing to be seen, yeah. Um, and I think that's a big thing with boundaries and making decisions is like it's not about you. It's not about you. And I think that's a big piece when you're setting boundaries and when you're working through mental health things, recognizing like, what do I need mm -hmm. to feel better about this situation? And at the end of the day, it's not about the other person. And like you said, someone getting mad that you set a boundary is a them thing, not a you thing. And I think it shows a lot of immaturity when somebody takes yeah. something that you did for you to make your life easier and makes it about them that's just yeah. so backwards in my brain to be like oh you did this good thing for you well i'm mad about it like what what do you mean it wasn't for you yeah and um, i think like if you find yourself being that person who gets a little bent out of shape about the boundary maybe take a step back and a deep breath and ask yourself how you were uh contributing to them coming to that maybe just like hmm did i do something or like, or also just am, I ask, making, am I making this easier for them to set the boundary or not? Yeah, or just asking, like, why am I offended by that? Because there's probably a reason, and it's probably something you haven't addressed in yourself. But I think a big piece of mental health and self-love and all the things is doing that hard work of being like, that bothered me, but why? And then sitting yeah. with it and figuring it out. Is it because that boundary makes you feel like you're less close to that person and that boundary like triggers some sort of trauma or issue you've had in your past, which is fine if it does, but you still can't make it about you. You can express that of like, hey, I'm glad you set the boundary. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah. This is how I'm feeling, but you don't get to change or negotiate the boundary. Um, and especially as an anxious brain, especially with anyone with anxiety, um, I promise you, we've thought of every outcome about making the decision we're making. Like I've already ran through every option of how this is going to go. We've, in had, we've had the fake conversations. Yeah. So we don't need to have the real ones too. And yeah, if you get mad about it, guess what? I already knew this was going to happen. So I already have a response. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a big piece of 
my things lately without getting into the nitty gritty is like, if I'm choosing to make a decision or set a boundary or make a life choice, like I've already thought of every possible thing that can go wrong. So I don't need you to meet me with questioning it further. I've already, I've already thought it through. It's not out of the blue. Um, Yeah. But to shift a little bit, let's talk about if you're just like having like a bad day, do you have like little things that you do to sort of either get you through or pull you out or what are your, what are your coping mechanisms, Jill? Yeah. I think it depends on the day. I think it depends on what I'm dealing with. I think a lot of my stress and anxiety right now, unfortunately, isn't as simple as like, what can I do to get rid of it? Like a lot of it is some bigger life things, which is fine, such as life, as I always say. Um, But it's figuring out like, what do I need right now to make this a little bit easier for myself? And I sit with that a lot. Like today, it's coffee and movement. Like I need, I needed a warm cup of coffee. I need music in my ears. I need sound around me and things that feel easy, if that makes sense. Like music is a big one for me because my brain has something to focus on, but it needs to be familiar music. So that's a big thing for me in my stress is like what's familiar to my brain. Like I don't want to put more info in there because we got enough going on already, but like what can I use as almost a distraction? Um, Movement is big for me because most mental health things are energy anxiety, stress, Mm -hmm. depression, whatever. And you got to figure out for you, where am I putting that energy? Is it a walk? Is it a workout? But like you need to move that energy. Sitting with it in your body is probably not going to make it easier. So movement is a really easy way to like get things going. Um, So once we finish podcasting, I'm going for a walk and then I'm going to the gym Um, movement is big for me, finding somebody I trust to talk about it. And it's not even looking for an answer or looking for a solution. It can be as simple as like, Hey, this is a thing that's going on with me. Um, Mm -hmm. and just like not having to carry it alone, as we said. Um, I also think it's important for me to remember that like, I don't have to fix it right now. Cause I get in my head of like, this is a thing that's going on. How do I fix it right now? And like reminding yourself that it's like, it doesn't need to be fixed. We just need to acknowledge that we're having a rough day or this thing's bothering me or whatever. And we can take time finding a solution. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Totally. I feel similarly. Um, I, again, kind of go back to my like endurance sport brain is like what can I control right now Mm -hmm. I can control my nutrition so I can make sure that I'm hydrated I can make sure that I've got protein um I can like I can go for a walk I can go outside I can you know I can force my toddler to walk around the block Mm -hmm. um or I can reach out to my partner and be like hey can you take her to the park for half an hour so I can have like 20 minutes to do what I want without mommy. I want up. I want up. I want up yeah. in my ear. Right. Because sometimes while we love our children dearly, we have been 
listening to them mm -hmm. like this for like ever. And you're like, if you ask me for one more thing, I will. It will be the last thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I also think the like offloading tasks though is a big thing that anyone can do, whether it's kids or work or dogs or whatever. It's like, is there something that is adding to my stress? It could be as simple as like taking out the garbage. I don't know. And like, do I have someone I can offload that task yeah. onto? Ask for support in the smallest way to just be like, okay, that's one less thing my brain has to be worried about today. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes if you're like a perpetual overachiever, like, myself you need to have things in order in order to relax mm -hmm. so maybe taking 15 minutes to like take the garbages out unload the dishwasher do a quick tidy up and then you can sit on the couch is like it makes all the difference for then rather than sitting on the couch and being like oh i have so much i have to do right now yeah just taking like the time to like get the bare minimum taken care of so that your brain can actually relax. I um, think, I think, I think I've talked about him on the pod briefly, but follow a content creator. His name's Leo Skeppy. I think I mentioned him a long time ago hmm. on the pod, but he has a whole podcast episode talking about mental health as well. And that's a big thing he talks about is like, if you can just get a task done in the moment, just get it done. If you can't do it, then don't worry about it. But he talks a lot about that of like, if you're having a stressful day and you're like, I want to sit on the couch and watch a show, but you're staring at your dirty kitchen, just get the kitchen cleaned. Just get it done, do it so that you can go and sit and actually rest versus resting in air quotes if you're not on YouTube, but sitting there being like, I should have cleaned the kitchen. Like that doesn't count as rest because now your brain's just like, mm, here's all the things we should have done instead. Yeah. Yeah, and I often think that when when people talk about um, like doing like like shifting towards like the bare minimum as a parent or towards parents, they often forget about that piece of like if there's things that we don't get done, some of us are going to reel out of control until they do get done, and we can't really truly relax until they are. And I know that that sounds. If it doesn't resonate with you, you're probably the opposite person, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just that your brain works different than mine does. And mine, if I'm sitting around here looking at like the lunch dishes on the table and I know, I know actually that I need to go unload the dishwasher because there's dishes on the counter because listen, if you leave dishes on my counter, and don't put them in the dishwasher. Yeah. If the dishwasher has dirty dishes in it, I will murder you. Yeah. Um, so if my husband is listening, watch your back. Sleep <laughs> with one eye open. Careful out there. Um, anyways, it's just, I am the kind of person who, when something needs to be done, if I see it, I just do it. Because well, that also it's just how you, I am. Yeah, I am who it lets, I am. It lets I'm you actually... <laughs> It lets you actually relax. Like you're not relaxing yeah. if you're sitting there being like, I should clean the kitchen and I yeah. should put my laundry away and I should take the garbage out and I should do it. You're not helping. You're just sitting with your yeah. stress now. So mm -hmm. if you can just get up and get it done, then you can actually go and relax. And if there's things that you're like, oh, I could do that, but it's not really yeah. me, then wait. Don't think that there's not tasks that go undone. Yeah. 
But if it's going to bother you, then get up and get it done. If you can put it off for the sake of resting, like if you're like, oh, I was going to do laundry today, but like, it'll be fine for one more day. Yeah. Um, That's okay. Or even if that thing that you were supposed to do, maybe it is a workout and you're like, I just, I can't give an hour to an exercise routine today. Okay. Can you give 10 minutes? Can you give five? Can it be a walk instead? Yeah. I think movement in any form on the rough days should be a non-negotiable for almost everyone. Even if you don't want to, even if it's not perfect, find some way to just move that energy out of your body. Um, And I think one of my biggest mental health tips is like, don't be scared to ask for help in whatever way. Don't be scared to be like, hey, I have this thing on my mind. Can I talk about it? People will say no if they don't want to. And a big piece of like helping clients with mental health and helping friends is don't be offended if someone's like, hey, I have a lot of my own shit going on right now. Like, do you need me today or can we talk about this tomorrow? Like, don't be offended if somebody's like, yeah, I don't really have the space, but like, I would love to chat about it tomorrow because um, everyone has their own things going on. So I say that to people a lot. Um, I'll usually ask or whatever of like, do you have the space for me to dump my things on you? Or like most of the time it's not do or die as much as your brain might make you think it is. Um, but asking people like, hey, do you have the space for me to talk about this? give people the option to say no because the last thing i want to do and most people probably want to do is be like oh you're going through it well here's all of my things too now they just have double the things to process yeah yeah i think we we often forget that little piece of consent yeah especially if uh i follow a really awesome person on Instagram and TikTok. Um, her name's Alexandra Hayes, and she has sort of an advice for a digital advice column, we'll say. Okay. Um, but she has a really cool theory about friendships, and it's called the six best the six best friends theory. But it's basically the idea that you have friends in your life for different reasons. Um, like there's like your OG bestie, who would be like your high school bestie, or like the one that you've known the longest, or like whatever. Um, and you have like your North star bestie, who's like the person that you could call and be like, I'm in a pinch. I need a ride to the airport. And they're like, I got you. Right. Like there's people who, and it doesn't mean, and the thing is, is that one person could be a couple of those things, but we can't expect people to be all of the things. Right. I literally had this conversation this weekend. I had like (laughs) an epiphany. I was like sitting there and I was like, I want to give my friends jobs. And I know that sounds weird. Well, I'm going to send you her friends theory because I think it'll totally resonate with what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I literally (laughs) had that this weekend. And if you're one of my friends listening and you're like, what's my job? Like, don't panic. It's just like, I had a moment of being like, this is why we have multiple friends so that one person doesn't have to do it all. And it's okay if you're like, Hey, This is my person that I talk to, Jess, about business. This is my friend that I talk to about my dating life. Like you and I talk about more than just business, but like being able to put it in your brain of like, 
this is my person for this thing is yeah. helpful because then you also know what to expect out of them to an extent and you kind of have like a this is my person for this part of my life yeah yeah and there's like there's like your good time bestie where it's like the one that you like go out and do things with or like you know like but they don't you can't necessarily expect like your good time bestie to be like your north star bestie because that's not really the relationship that you have yeah. and the the theory behind it is and how she's come up with it is that she's like once we stop expecting people to be things that they're not then our friendships can be that much better and yeah. i feel like <clears throat> it would be a really good maybe i'll share the i'll share it to you and then you can share it on our instagram or something um but or and i'll link her in the show notes is i think it would be helpful for a lot of parents because I think as we become parents, even if, even if you and a friend have babies at the same time, your relationship will change. Yeah. And I think that that often plays a huge part in our mental health because we had these expectations of, well, we're just going to hang out like our whole mat leave or, you know, whatever. And I know that... <clears throat> something that has shifted for me is that all of the people who had babies at the same time as me have gone back to work. Mm -hmm. And so their lives are different because they're working during the day and they have childcare and I don't. Mm -hmm. And so now like the scheduling is different or you know, their kids are always sick, so it's like hard to plan things, or you thought you'd be closer in parenthood, but you're not. Um, but it's not a bad thing. Change is hard, but it just is what it is, right? Well, and I also think it's unrealistic to think our friendships are going to stay the same forever. And this is less mental health y, but I also think it's just helpful to recognize that like life changes. Mm -hmm. And probably my dynamic with my friends are going to change too. And I, yeah, I think it's unrealistic to think that friendships are going to be the same forever. Um, but yeah, I think it would be cool to share that info. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the mental health side of things, you got to figure out what you need to feel okay. Um, and that can be big scale or little scale. It doesn't matter what kind of like that question can be asked in any scenario whether you're debating a life change or it's day to day or it's just like a little moment of being like what do i need right now like get mm -hmm. get used to asking yourself that question and then be okay with following through in the way that you need to to make that happen and it's hard when you know people are mad at you i'm currently sitting in that but it's not your problem to fix at the same time yes yeah i agree it's uh it is a hard um it's a hard pill to swallow when you are not being liked the way you would like to be liked well i think it's hard because a lot of us don't feel seen when those things happen and that's mm -hmm. a big conversation of like why can't you see what this is and what this is for me 
if that makes sense. And when you think they're your people and they react a way you maybe didn't want them to, that hurts. But you got to figure out for your brain what works best and the people the people that will get it will get it and the people that don't yeah. such we're we're seeing a lot of this in um in the parenting space right now with um sort of my generation and the the people who have boomers as grandparents um because they were they just had to accept the way that people were right like they're like oh like we like the like sort of i'm thinking about like the forced affection kind of thing like oh we always give grandma a hug no matter what or you know what those if grandma's of, being a dick that day and or what if you just don't feel like a hug yeah my my daughter is more than happy to on on the most part give my mom a hug and cuddle with her and things like that it has taken two years of developing a little friendship with my dad. I don't know why, nothing happened. But for a long time, she was like, I just give Papa high fives. And I'm sure that's not easy from my dad's perspective, but like, it is what it is. You're not, are you gonna, are you honestly gonna like grab this little child and give it a squeeze and have her be upset with you? Like that, like when you say it like that, <laughs> yeah. it makes you sound like a monster. Again, we come back to boundaries and helping your kids boundaries. set those and figure those out. Um, and I feel like as, as children, I don't know about you, but like we were not like entitled to boundaries, right? It wasn't really. I'll give everybody a hug before we yeah. leave. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, why do you think it took me like until now again in my life once i was old enough to be like i'm not giving that lady i've met twice a hug i didn't give anybody hugs like i hated hugs for years and now i'm finally like oh wait i can give people a hug because i want to so now i love a hug but like i'm choosing whether you get one or not <laughs> yeah yeah i guess it really it probably does all come back to boundaries um and being accepting of somebody else's yeah and i think that's like the two sides of mental health is like set your own but respect other people's um and if something is bothering you no one wants to do the gross icky hard work so it's easier for us to just be like i'm grumpy about that thing and yeah. why what happened what caused it those is when you that's when you start to like actually navigate what you need mental health wise and what you can work on for yourself and others and all the things. Um, but yeah, mental health comes and goes and I think to kind of recap and full circle where we started, <laughs> it's okay to have a not okay day, but what are we gonna do to make it the best version of that we can? Yeah, and I'm not even gonna answer that question because I don't know. And that's okay. That's, I always tell my people when they're like, I don't know what I need. I'm like, that's fine. But when you figure it out, let me know and I'll help you. <laughs> so um, yeah, just don't be so mean to yourself. It's okay to have hard days. It's okay to have bad mental health. It's okay to feel gross about 
setting boundaries and knowing people aren't happy with you. Um, but at the end of the day, your mental health isn't going to improve if you don't continue to do the things you need to do. Yeah, I agree. And um, also, if you need final little bit, if you need prescription meds to handle your mental health, there's nothing wrong with that either. But make sure we're doing the life things too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you need some resources of people to talk to other than us, um, please reach out because we both have a little um, pool of people that we trust. Yeah. So. And when this episode goes up, I will share some mental health accounts you can send send the pod i'm telling you this yes send the pod the accounts you yes. want me to share and i'll make sure to reshare them to our story when like throughout the week when this episode goes up of just like here's the people we look at or here's the internet people that help make those days a little bit easier yeah and i actually um if you guys remember we did an episode where a listener had asked a question about gym anxiety Mm -hmm. um i actually did share her um somebody in my circle who is a psychologist who was talking about um a tip for anxiety and she found it super super helpful so i will share um their information with jill so that she can post about them because um it's a husband and wife team that's why i say them um and um they're just super super great people but yeah, if you have any things or you're struggling, we are obviously not therapists, but like if you need a space to work through your things or you need advice on like, what the heck do I do about this? Feel free to send oh my it. God, to I us. would love to have an advice column. But also um, just know we're talking out of our asses and we're not trained therapists. So take our advice with a grain of salt. Um, but if you have questions, comments, concerns, as always, you can find us over on Instagram at Lattes and Lifting podcast and if you need me you can find me at coachjill.april on tiktok and instagram and you can find me at jlac fitness on all the social things we will catch you guys next time bye, bye.